0: would walk away from church today without having just an on-time, an on-time meeting with you. Lord, we pray for an impartation today, and Lord, we ask that you would move upon us in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord. You can go ahead and be seated if you would like. You can keep standing if you want to, whatever. Amen. Well, God's been good to us this week, and uh, we have a lot of things to be thankful for. This morning, I think we would be thankful, for, uh, thankful for, for the cross, thankful for the blood, amen. Thankful for new life in Christ Jesus, amen. Every day, His mercies are new. Every day, His mercies are new. Um, we're, if you want to go ahead and open your Bible to Luke 4, we're going to begin there, but I'm going to make a few announcements before we pray and get started, so you could just just get over there if you want to. So we're going to be in Luke chapter four to launch out at this morning. Uh, a couple of things that I wanted to to uh, just announce to you before we get going. Um, firstly, uh, we appreciate all of our all of the prayer and support cards, everything. Um, we, had, we did the funeral service for my grandfather yesterday, and it was not the funnest of times, but God got us through, and so we're thankful for the love and support, and um, it's been uh, overwhelming. Not only that, but all of our ministry uh, that's been going on at our church just continue to go on, even while we've been uh, out, and that that has been one of the biggest blessings. Uh, uh, I can tell you that that touched my heart so much to know that every everything because God's doing something in our church. God's bringing in God's bringing in people that that can preach. He's bringing in people that worship. He's bringing in people that need a touch from God in their life, and he's he's setting their feet on the rock, and he's giving them the Holy Spirit, and he's sending us out to do the work. God's bringing in those kinds of folks, and, um, and it's exciting to see what God is doing, and it's just been a blessing, because there's been a lot of, uh, um, it's been a, a, a long road that the Lord's taken, and, and it's such a blessing to see God use use the people that God's using. What a blessing. Amen. Um. So th- the other thing I wanted to let you know about is we are gearing up for a big summer. Uh, one thing that we're going to do is we're going to invest in the kids. So we're having a VBS this year in July, the second week of July. So if you want to be a part of that, we need your help. Um, you can do that in multiple ways. One is just by coming and helping us. We're going to be working and, you know, making food and all kinds of stuff for the kids, um, From that all the way just to being a door greeter for the parents whenever they drop off kids. Um, Or you can bring neighbor kids or bring your own kids. Um, And then secondly, we're having two work days, uh, June the 7th and June the 21st. So if you want to help out on those work days, uh, we're going to come up during the day and put together uh, whatever Sister Carol tells us to put together and decorate it however she says to decorate. Uh, but she's really good at it, and um, it'll be a good time for fellowship and work. So if you want to invest a little bit in the, in the lives of the children and what God is doing. And if you're not familiar, you can uh, go back there and look at the curriculum. It's fantastic. We use uh, what's called Answers in Genesis curriculum. It's with Ken Ham. He's the one that built the ark over there in Kentucky, and they have the creation museum. Uh, very good ministry, but we're using their, their program, so it's uh, fantastic. Amen? All right. Well, the, uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is that we, uh, we, we will be having church tonight, and then Wednesday night, uh, we're, we're, what we're doing is like a little variety thing on Wednesday nights right now. We've been taking some questions this past Wednesday night was pretty deep. Uh, we talked about, um, you know, some of the the deep things of the Corinthian church that they battled through and how to handle problems. How many of you know it's one thing to have problems, it's another thing to handle it wrong, right? Like two, two wrongs don't make a right. So it's not that there was a problem, but it's how you handle it that makes a huge difference. And you know, one of the things that, that I'm so thankful for is that the Lord gives us that grace and ability to come and bring our problems to Him. Amen. And that's, that's when things begin to change in our lives. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and pray and get into the Word this morning. So we, we want to, um, like I said, we're going to start here in Luke chapter 4 and going to turn our attention over to the Word this morning. But we are thankful that you're here and uh, let's go ahead and pray and then we'll get started. Heavenly Father, we bless you this day and we thank you for the ministry of your spirit. Lord, we thank you for your presence. And Lord, we thank you for the unction that that comes from your presence. Lord, we ask today that you would anoint your word, that you, you would be exalted, that your people would see you and know you and be set free. Lord, I ask for that anointing to preach and teach as you desire. And Lord, we all ask for the anointing to hear and to receive all that you have for us today. Lord, we give you glory, and we ask it in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. So Luke chapter 4, we're beginning in verse number uh, 17. Jesus, as he came into this, to, to his hometown, he came into the synagogue and he began to ask for the scroll and he found a place where a prophecy from Isaiah was written. This, uh, this prophecy from Isaiah all the way back in Isaiah 61 is one of the Messiah. It is a prophecy that only the Christ could fulfill. And, and he opens up this, this passage in the scroll and And he begins to proclaim something. This is very important. I want you to hear that. Jesus proclaims something right here. And I want you to know that there's a lot of people that proclaim a lot of things. But Jesus proclaimed something very profound. And that proclamation is still ringing out today. The proclamation of what he said is still true today. How many of you know that Jesus don't change? The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and what? forever. So we don't have to worry about Jesus going to be changing on us. We don't have to worry about that kind of thing. We know that we can come to him. We know that his mercies are new every morning. Amen. And some of us in here today or some of us, we need God's mercy. We need God's mercy. We knew in some of us, we might've, we might've gone somewhere. We didn't need to be or done something we didn't need to do, or maybe we've drawn back. And God is calling you to that place where you come and you find new mercy today. Amen? Now, I want you to hear the proclamation that Jesus makes here. It says, in verse 17, it says, There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and listen to this part, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now here, Jesus, and you can study this and and begin to just dig down on what each of these means, but just in a broad view, Jesus is here declaring freedom to those that are in bondage. He is here today. He is declaring that he is the one that can liberate the soul that has been enslaved to sin and been enslaved to the devil. Some of us have been enslaved to the devil for too long. As, As Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go, it's the same thought. It is that Jesus has come to let the people of God free. Some of us have been in bondage to pride. There's things that we can't get over. Some of us, we've been in bondage to unforgiveness or bitterness. We've been in bondage to some kind of moral sin or some kind of snare that the devil has set out for us, and we just can't get over it. And here you see Jesus the Messiah coming into his town, and he's saying, this is written of me. This is me. Amen. He says, he says right here, he said, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And this is a play on, how many of you heard of the Jubilee? The Jubilee year was once every 50-year time period in which all the debt, all the things that were owed, every bondage, everything, every contract, everything was nullified every 50 years. It was that time when everything was set back to the way, listen, that God wanted it to be. This time period was a time when everything was rendered broken, and everything was reset. Everything was brought back to its original intention by God. You see, whenever Israel first came into the land, they said, okay, this is your land, this area is yours, this is yours, and you know, over time, we get in messes. It doesn't take some of us very long to start getting ourselves in a bind. Sometimes we, we, you might stay in a bind, but some of us, it don't take us very long. We can start making headway in this, we can get a good, a good job, or we can get in this, or we can get in that, and it doesn't take us very long to get back into a bind. And you know, that's the way Israel was, and so God set it up that every 50 years, listen, every bind would be broken. Every bondage would be loosed. Everything would be undone and brought all the way back to God's original intention. And I want you to know today that there's some of us that we're not living the way God intended. Some of us today, we're not living free. We're not living as free vessels for God to use. I want you to know today, God loves you so much, he's going to free you. He loves you so much, he's going to free you, he's going to set you free, and he's going to fill you up with the Holy Spirit, and he's going to use you to likewise go and tell others this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Let me tell you something. We, I, I told you that Jesus don't change, right? The Bible told you that. Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Now, can, can I ask you something? If Jesus stood there that day, he said, this is the acceptable year of the Lord, and he's playing on the year of jubilee. Can I tell you something? Every day, every day is a year of jubilee in Jesus. Every day you wake up in Christ Jesus is a day of jubilee Every day you wake up in Christ Jesus is a day that the devil has to let you go. That Pharaoh has to let you go. It doesn't matter how, how strong Pharaoh is. It matters who your Christ is. It matters that Jesus said, this is a year of jubilee for my people. Amen. This is the acceptable year. This is a, 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 like I said, is a play on the words that Jesus used. How many of you need a jubilee from something? Don't, don't look to your, your, your spouse, right? But how many of you need a jubilee? We need a jubilee from some. Sometimes we need a jubilee from, from this, that, or the other. But we need freedom. We need, we need that bondage to be broken. And I want you to know it's broken in Jesus. When he went to that cross, he paid the debt that was necessary to loose you from the bondage of whatever the devil had brought upon you. Every single thing that the devil could bring upon you was broken at the cross of Jesus Christ. When he said it is finished, it was done. That debt was paid. The bondage was broken. The power of the devil was loosed and God had set the captive free. Now, the same way that God operated back then, he still operates today. There are some of us that are hard-headed, and we just don't get it, and we get ourselves back in a bind. And I want you to know that cross still stands empty today because Jesus defeated the power of the devil, and he got off that cross, and he's sitting on the throne of the Most High today. That power was broken and he's calling you to come back to where the acceptable year of the Lord is. Some of us have gotten involved in different things and we've put our hopes in the wrong baskets and we begin to get confidence in the stock market or we've got our confidence in politics or we've got our confidence in our standing in our family. We've got our confidence in the wrong things and God's calling you back to that place where you find your confidence in who your God is. In what he did for you at the cross, what he accomplished at the cross is where our confidence must rest. He said, this is the acceptable year. I want you to know something. There were many people that heard that just like you're hearing it. There were many people that heard that that day, but they did not receive it. And you see, Jesus is telling you now, this is any day you wake up and you look at the cross, it's an acceptable year for Jubilee. It's an opportunity for you to find Jubilee. If you wake up and you look to God and you look and you draw upon the cross, what He did for you at that cross, it's a year of Jubilee. It's a possibility for you to be set free that day. And it doesn't matter how strong big or bad the devil is it matters that the blood has broken the power of the devil off your life don't tell me how big the devil is tell me how good your god is and tell me about the power of the blood of jesus as the old hymn says are you washed are you washed in the blood of the lamb that's what matters The day that you die, it won't matter what your last name is. It won't matter what your first name is. It won't matter if you were washed in the blood of the Lamb. If you had found the year of Jubilee, that's what matters. And I want you to know today that it's the year of Jubilee. And you see, there were many people in this crowd that they heard it with their natural ear, but they didn't hear it in their soul. They refused it. And how many, some of us here today, we know others. We know others that have heard that. We know others that have heard it, but they haven't experienced jubilee. They haven't experienced their debt being broken. They haven't experienced everything being reset. Can I tell you something? Sometimes we walk away from God. We walk away from the power of God. We walked away from the Spirit of God. And we've got ourselves in a bind again. And we need to come back to that place where all debts are canceled. Listen, again, where all debt is canceled. We need to come back to that place where the things that we've done wrong, the things where we've messed up, where we've failed, where we've gotten ourselves in a bind. You know, back back in Israel, the reason they needed the year of Jubilee is because somebody might borrow a shovel and break it, and then, well, now you got to work for me. And then, you know, little circumstances like that would happen. I, I borrowed a shovel, I broke it, I can't repay it, now I've got to go give myself and sell myself to that guy. And I, was just, I wasn't doing anything bad, but I just got myself in a bind, Lord. And the Lord set up this provision for his people because he knows us. He knows us. He's a good shepherd. He knows his sheep. He knows us. And he set up this thing. And he said, every 50 years, every debt is canceled. And everything will be reset. Some of us today, we need it to be reset. Some of us today, we need to get back to the place that God intended for us. We need to come back to that place where we where we have innocence in God. We need to come back to that place where our sins have been forgiven, where, where God has wiped our sin out and our hearts are being restored and our conscience is being renewed and the Spirit of God is filling us again and strengthening us again and bringing the power of God in our lives again and we're beginning to walk in our calling again, our gifting again. God's calling you to come back to that place where you're reset for the year of Jubilee. Amen. That's God's desire for you. God loves you. And that's his desire for you. He made this provision because he knew that you would need it. Amen. It's not fun to think about, but God knows us and he knows we need jubilee. Because he knows that that sometimes we go the wrong direction. I mean, if if I'm left to myself, I'm going to make a mess. You can set before me door one, door two, and door three. I'm going to choose the wrong one every time. That's why I need the Holy Ghost to guide me. That's why I need the Holy Ghost to lead me. Amen? Amen. And every day we can come back to this place and look what Jesus says next. After he said this is the acceptable year of the Lord, he closed the book, he gave it again to the minister, he sat down, and all the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, he's just emphasizing this point. He is, he is the acceptable year of the Lord. He is the Jubilee that you need. He is the one that can cancel your debt that you owe. He is the one that can bring you back to the place of restoration and being reset. He is the one that redeems us. He is the one that remakes us. He is the one that gives us life and cancels every bondage. Well, you know, a lot of times when when sometimes, how many of you know, I I said earlier, two wrongs don't make a right. Some of us are those kind of folks that when we get ourselves in a bind, we just get the shovel and we try to dig deeper. How many of you know sometimes we're like that? You know, sometimes you get yourself in a bind and you just get hard-hearted and stiff-necked and you just dig down deeper and you just made the hole worse. Amen. You made the hole worse. And sometimes, some of us are like that, and, and, and what the Lord is reminding us is when we need that debt to be broken, when we need that thing to be canceled, we need to remember that He is the Jubilee. And some people here, though, in this passage, uh, no doubt, they actually, you know, began to reject Him and began to reject His message. But we, we, all, we hear this and we say, yes, I want every debt broken. I want those bondages loosed. But you've got to come to Him. You've got to to resist handling the thing yourself. You've got to resist 12 steps to this and 3 steps to that. And you've got to come back to the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The wisdom of God is in the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not in the wisdom of men, but in the wisdom of God is where our faith must rest. And sometimes we try to figure our way out of it. We, you might hear a good message and you may say, yes, now I know what I need to do. I need to do this, 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 this. And you done set seven steps up to failure. What you need to do is you need to come and bow your knees to God and cry holy. What you need to do is you need to come and you need to let the tears fall upon the feet of Jesus. You need to come back to that cross, and you need to put your faith in what he did at Calvary. Nothing else will set you free. There is no jubilee in anything except for the cross of Jesus Christ. There is no jubilee in men. There's no jubilee in men's wisdom. There's no jubilee in what we can do in our own selves. The only time we'll ever find jubilee is at the cross of Jesus Christ. And and, and men today they want you can't make money on the cross. You gotta add stuff to it, and you gotta sell t-shirts and you've gotta make seven steps of this and you've got to do this. And what it does is it sets you back in bondage. When you when you follow those things, it'll set you back in bondage. You'll be in bondage to men, and you'll be in bondage to this, that, and the other. And God's calling you to forget all those things and come to the acceptable year of the Lord. Think about this before we move on. Why did God make a jubilee year? Because he loves you. He knows you need it. Listen to me. He knows we need jubilee. He knows that there's times that life will just find its way of gripping our throat and strangling the life out of us. He knows that we'll get overwhelmed and overworked and we'll get in debt to this, that, and the other. He knows. And yet, he made, he already, before this was ever thought, before you was ever born, he made this up and he set a time of jubilee. And then Jesus comes along and he says, this, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the jubilee. Jesus was pointing to himself. He said, this day, this scripture's fulfilled in your ear. In other words, he was telling them, guys, you don't have to wait 50 years. You don't have to wait 50 years. Some of us, we may not live another five years. Some of us, we, we may be checking out next year. Amen. Lord willing, we all get to go home next year. But, but some of us, we don't know how much time we have, but they knew that at least every 50 years, things would be restored. But can, can you imagine if it was like year one after the Jubilee and you're already in debt and you, you're looking at, man, I got to do another 49 years. Of carrying this load. How many of you know that, that sin is a load? How many of you know that grief is a load? Depression's a load. Discouragement's a load. Sometimes failure can be a load. Darkness is a load. Loneliness is a load. Sometimes you get involved in things and the devil begins to whisper sweet nothings in your ear and it's a load and it weighs God's people down. And listen, God, you don't have to wait 49 more years for the next Jubilee. Well, let me say it like this. You don't have to wait till Prophet so-and-so comes in town once every four years. Or you don't have to wait till somebody's book comes out. And you don't have to wait for that new worship CD to come out. And you don't have to wait until you sold $20 into somebody's ministry. You don't have to wait for none of that. Because the cross is made available for you for everything that you need. God made that available for you. And you can come and find a jubilee today, tomorrow, and next year too. The same way, the same time, the same place, the cross of Jesus Christ. He said, this this is when it's fulfilled in your ear. Amen. Some of us, we need to hear that. We need to hear it. But I want you to know something else. It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to act on it. It's another thing to act on it. The, how many of you believe that everybody that heard this found Jubilee that day? Mm. They actually ran him out of town. Later on, they actually ran him out of town. There was a lot of people that heard the right words. Sometimes you can hear what you need to hear, but not experience change. Because you've only heard, but you've not acted on it. You've not acted on it. Let me show you what I'm talking about in James chapter one. Flip over there with me to James chapter one. You know many people today they only have symbolic freedom. You know what symbolic freedom is? Symbolic freedom is 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 a uh, is it's a freedom that that is artificial. They have in other words like how I grew up. We 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 did not have peace, love and joy. But you couldn't tell on Sunday. If we had to, we had to get a smile painted on our face. But there was no peace, love, and joy. There was no spirit of God at all. But you couldn't tell because we had to smile. And you know, some people have symbolic freedom. Some people have symbolic freedom. And I want you to know God doesn't want you to have symbolic freedom. He wants everything to be reset so that you can have true freedom in Christ Jesus. How many of you would like true freedom in Christ Jesus? Yes, amen, amen. Let's let's go over here to James chapter one. I'll show you what I was talking about. Let's Let's start in verse number 22. Verse number 22. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. You know, there's there's many people that are in deception today because there's false teachers out there. But you know the, the way that Jesus described it? He said, you have itching ears. It, it, what does it mean to have itching ears? It means you only listen to what you want. You get a, like, get a kid with a mosquito bite, try to tell them to stop itching it. Stop itching it. They're going to keep itching it. Stop itching it. They're going to keep itching it. And Jesus told them about deception. He said, he said, you know what? When you have itching ears, you'll run to those that you want to hear. In other words, tell me that I'm good enough. Tell me that I'm smart enough. Tell me I'm pretty. Tell me everything under the... Give me all the men's wisdom. Give me the charisma. Give me the men's wisdom. It's, it's what itching ears long for. Tell me, the, tell me the Greek and the Hebrew definition of what it means to deceive. And, 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 and not understand what it means to have deception on yourself. That's what it says. If you are a hearer and, and not a doer, you're deceiving yourself. The devil doesn't even have to do anything. You're just deceiving your own self. So, I've been there. Sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. Right? And, and what God's telling you here is, if you only hear it, but you never appropriate what God did for you at that cross. If you only hear it, but you don't appropriate it, you're deceiving yourself. You've heard the right words, but you've not appropriated the work of the cross. You've not appropriated the power of God. You've not appropriated the blood of Jesus Christ to set you free. Just like those people in Nazareth in that synagogue, they heard the words, this is the acceptable year of the Lord, but they did not appropriate that jubilee. See, and think about it. They're thinking about jubilee and like, okay, I'm going to get my rent money back or I'm going to get this back. But Jesus was sitting there setting them free from the bondage of sin. He was setting there, he was setting them free from the bondage of Satan. Not the bondage of rent money. And you see, I I I think about people today and so many times we get so infatuated with the with the materialistic. We don't see that the devil has ensnared us. I mean, we 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 will spend you know, all of our time fighting the battles in the natural when God never told us to. God said that we, we do not war with flesh and what? Blood. But against principalities and powers of darkness. You can't fight in the spirit. Only God can. It's like David when he fought Goliath. He didn't fight in the, in the natural things. He didn't put on Saul's armor. That was the natural thing to do. And you, when you see the battles that we're facing in our world today, what's going to happen to the stock market? What's going to happen to the dollar bill? Who's going to be president? Did they count the right votes? Did they do this? Are we going to have money? Well, we don't have any baby formula now. And this and this and this. And it's ongoing. It's ongoing. I want you to know that there's, there's always going to be a new thing. When I, when I hear it, it, to me, it reminds me of those games that I used to see in New York City um, on TV. And not that I went there, right? But I saw it on TV. But they would, they would have those people with the tables, and they would have, a little, they would have three uh, cups, and they would have a little, a little ball under it, and they would just move it around. And you never knew which cup it was under. I mean, they were good at it. They, you, would, you would say, it's on that one, and they would lift it up, and it wasn't there. It's just a rabbit chase. And, and when I hear there's always a new thing, the, th- this is gone now. Now we, it used to be toilet paper, and then it was, you know, getting the shot, and then it was, are you wearing your mask, and then it was this, and then it's, you know, the votes didn't count, and then it was baby formula, and then it's this, and it's always going to be something. Because the devil is distracting the bride of Christ. He is getting us to focus on the natural, on the materialistic. He is getting us to focus on the wrong thing. But the power of God is made available at that cross. It's the year of Jubilee. And if you'll resist the temptation to fight in the natural and come back to the spiritual, you'll find victory at the cross you'll find victory at the cross. Some of us need victory because we're battling addictions and afflictions. Some of us need victory because we're inundated by the lies of the devil and we need to hear, thus said the Lord, he still reigns, he's still in control, he's still the king of kings. Amen? And we need to remember that. We need to come back and find our hope again in the cross. Our hope is not in baby formula. Our hope's not in toilet paper. Our hope's not in the things of this world. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus. And if you listen, if you need jubilee, you can't you cannot combine the things of the spirit and the things of the world. You cannot combine those things. You cannot be unequally yoked. Don't tell me that you're hoping this when you're trying to fight it like that. Our fight belongs, listen, does not God say that the battle belongs to him? The battle belongs to him. There were some battles that God would win and all he told Israel to do is just go stand out there. Just go stand and watch. Just go stand out there and watch what I'm about to do. How 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 silly did it look whenever David brought some rocks to fight Goliath? and he turned down the sword, the shield, and the battle armor of Saul. And yet today, when, when we have issues, when we have issues, what are we doing? We're putting on all the weapons of the world. We're putting on Dr. Phil, and we're putting on Oprah, and we're putting on seven steps to this, and we're putting on, I'm just going to double down and dig that shovel harder. We're putting on everything we can think of. We're putting on all the wisdom of the world, and we're just clanking around. Trying to do our best. And the devil's got us, look what it says, deceiving your own self. Deceiving your own self. The wisdom of God is at the cross. The wisdom of God is at Calvary. God, listen, God made everything available to set you free. Some of us some of us, are tormented by, by remembering our sins of the past. Some of us are being tormented just by our sins. But I want you to know that this is the year of Jubilee. You will never find, you will never find your past removed any other way except the cross of Jesus Christ. He said that in Christ Jesus, listen to me, old things are passed away. In Christ Jesus, all things are made new. Some of us, we we we've heard it. We've heard it, but just like those men of Nazareth, they heard Jesus say, this is jubilee, this is new life. They heard it, but they didn't appropriate it. And can I tell you, God loves you, and he wants you to find jubilee in him. He wants you to find jubilee. God doesn't want you to be tormented by your past. If the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed you from your sins and he's forgiven you and he's made you new, he doesn't want you to be tormented from your past. He will remove those things from you because he loves you. He loves you. Amen? He loves you. Listen, let's continue in this just a little bit further. It says, if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, not only is he deceiving his own self, but what is he? He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, goeth his way, and straightway it what manner of man he was. In other words, the person who's depending on his self. The person who's depending on it, and I want you to understand, when, when, when I'm talking about depending on yourself, I mean when you're depending on anything except for the exclusivity of what Jesus did at the cross. That. I mean, you Jesus plus is not it. It's not Jesus plus you. It's not Jesus plus your church. It is is Jesus is what he did. Amen. And 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 when it's talking about deceiving your own self, it is about adding things to it, adding things to it. Adding this and adding this And one of the things that I see in our our generation, in our world, is, is people are getting so ensnared into these materialistic battles. Can I tell you something? God can make baby formula out of nothing. He made this world out of nothing. If he needs to provide, guess what? He's a provider. If he needs to heal, guess what? He's a healer. If you need light in your darkness, guess what? He is the light. He is the light. He is the light. Amen. If you need to be set free, guess what? He is Jubilee. Amen. He is Jubilee. And and the thing is is, is we get ensnared in these things and we start focusing on think about this. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. Think about her. She went to everybody else under the sun. She went to every doctor there was and she was still stuck in the same problem. You know some of us, that's us. We've been everywhere. And we've done everything. And that cross still stands right there, beckoning us, beckoning us to come back, come back to that place, come back to that place. And we've been everywhere. And then there was one moment in time that everything changed in her life. You know when it was? When she forsook every other scheme of men. When she forsook her feelings, when she forsook her feelings of unworthiness, She knew it would cost her her reputation. It might cost her her life. She was willing to forsake everything that she needed to forsake, and she went after one man, Jesus. That's when everything changed. And can I tell you something? Jesus Christ is the same today as he was on that day when she touched but the hem of his garment And was made whole. Can I tell you? He is the same Jesus today as he was on that day. And he still sets the captives free. And if you'll determine in your mind to not be moved to the left or to the right. And listen, I want you to hear this. She had pressure. She had pressure. I mean, if they caught her, they could have killed her for what she did. She was unclean, and she was pressing through a crowd. She had everything against her. She could have died for this. And yet, she esteemed it worth it to get to one man. She wasn't bringing bringing anything else, and she wasn't doing anything else, but she was going to one man. And when you make a determination to come to God that way, and, and, and it you know some of us it, our, our prayers are different, but but we're all coming to Jesus. And, and sometimes you may just have to get on your face and say, "Lord, I'm, I'm turning off my phone, I'll, I'll walk away from this, I'll do this, but I want to settle this thing right now." I'm tired of carrying this load. I'm tired of carrying this debt. I'm tired of carrying this baggage. I'm tired of carrying this, that, or the other. And I'm going to stay here on my face, and I'm going to press into you, and I'm going to draw close to you, Jesus, and I'm going to come after you, and I'm not leaving until I get to the hem of your garment. I'm not leaving until I touch you, until I touch your heart, until you set me free, until you cleanse me, redeem me, and make me new. I'm not moving until you do that. And some of us, we need to remember that that's where the power of God is. God's calling you to be willing to set everything to the side and come after him, just like that woman did. And you know, some people, they, they hear those words, but they don't do that. They hear it, but they don't do that. And think about this. How many people saw her? How many people saw her press through the crowd and get to the hem of his garment and whoa, whoa. He set me free. Right? How many of you know she didn't go, she she wasn't like not telling anybody about her victory. She had a testimony. And 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 one thing that we missed though is that some people probably had sicknesses around her. They saw her do that, but they didn't do it too. Oh, God is calling. Oh, God is calling. Do you want? Do you want God? Do you want to be set free? Do you hear the Spirit of God calling you to Jubilee? He's beckoning you to the place where every power of Satan was broken. One place, not two. One, and that's at the cross. The blood of Jesus Christ is what makes us new. And you see, this woman, that woman with the issue of blood, she figured it out. She knew she wasn't going to get any better by going and marching on the, on the mayor's office. You can do 21 days of marching around City Hall, and you can go march over the bridge, and you can let balloons go, as I often say. You can holler and scream, and you can pout, and you can sign up people for your Facebook group, and you can start a GoFundMe for this and a GoFundMe for that. But you know what? None of that will ever set a captive free. There's one place where freedom is. There's one place where Jubilee is. Amen? That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Now listen to this next part. Verse 25 it says, But whoso looketh, I want you to hear this, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, that's Jubilee, guys. The law of liberty is Jesus. The law of liberty is Jesus. That's the the law of liberty is Jubilee. Whosoever looketh into the the perfect law of liberty and continues therein. Hold on. Uh Uh-huh. Continues. That's where you're not letting go. That's where you have found rest for your soul, and you're not moving off the rock of Jesus Christ. You're not leaving him. You're continuing in Him. You're holding to Him. You're holding fast. You're standing fast. You're unwilling to compromise. You're unwilling to walk away. You're unwilling to find hope in anyone or anything else save Christ and Him crucified and Him resurrected. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, This man shall be blessed in his deed. What is the doing? The doing is appropriating at the cross. Come on, this is is basic, but you got to get it. The work's already done. The work is already done. Jesus said it is finished. And when he's calling you to do the work, he says in John chapter 6, the work is to believe. The work is to find your faith at the cross. And when he's saying do, it means appropriate that. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, she did the work by going to the one man, Jesus Christ. That one. Now, let me touch on this for a second. Liberty. What does it mean to be liberty? Liberty means what? Freedom? Freedom? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Come on, look at you, Sunday school students. Yeah. Yeah. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty. I love what A.W. Tozer said about that. He said that, that the Spirit of the Lord, he sets us at liberty. He said, but it's not freedom to sin. It's freedom from sin. When, when Jesus sets you free, he sets you free from the bondage of sin. Some people say, oh, well, I'm free. I can do whatever I want. No. You're free from wanting sin. He breaks the power of it. He breaks the draw of it. He breaks it. And when you say, well, you know, I'm still fighting this and I'm still fighting that. Well, hello, there's the acceptable year of the Lord, the cross. You need to have something canceled. You need to have something broken. And you might say, well, I already had to pray about that yesterday. That's called appropriating the cross coming back to jesus you're not going to find freedom anywhere else except there this is the year of jubilee jesus is the year of jubilee amen well i want you to to look at this last part of that verse it said that this this man will be blessed in his deed i want to tell you something about the man that that is set free by the blood of jesus the man that has had his sin debt canceled. The man that has had the power of sin broken. Maybe you had you a, a, an addiction to this or an addiction to that. You can run down the gamut. Pride, lust for money, loving money. Sometimes people get so fixated on money, they forget God. Amen. The love of money, right? The root of evil. Yes. And sometimes people will sell their soul for a job. They'll sell their soul for these things. And yet here's Jesus telling you, hey, you might have got, in, in you got yourself in a bind. You might have got yourself in a pickle. But today is Jubilee, son. Today is Jubilee, daughter. Today you can be set free. That debt is broken at the feet of Jesus. Amen. It is broken. And I don't know what you got yourself into or what you got going on, but I know who breaks it. I know who breaks it. And it won't be broken any other way except by Jesus. But it says that this man that is a doer, he's appropriated. It says he's blessed in his work. F.B. Meyer said, this guy's happy. Yeah. Come on, think about that. Someone who's been set free by Jesus. F. B Meyer said, this guy's happy. Yeah, he's happy. He's not on pins and needles about who's going to be president next year. Who's president? I don't know, but Jesus is king. He, he, he's not worried about this, that, or the other because God's his provider. God's his healer. And you know what? Push comes to shove at the end of this life. Guess where I'm headed? To be absent from this old body is to be present with the Lord Jesus. You know, it is amazing how God can begin to open our eyes and reveal these things to us that the devil has kept hidden from us because we've deceived ourselves. And not only has F.B. Meyer said he's happy, yeah, he is happy, Brother Meyer. But you know what else? This guy's not satisfied with anything less. Think about that. Taste the goodness of God. How many of you have been set free from something? Raise your hand if God has set you free from something. All right. Now, you know what it's like to taste freedom. And you know what? You're not happy until you experience that freedom in every area. That's why some of us, that's why some of us are cranky. That's why some of us don't have joy. Joy is because there's certain issues we just haven't found Jubilee on yet. And we know it's there, we know it's available, but we haven't got there yet. It's one thing to know where to go, it's another thing to get there. Don't matter where we go, my kids say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? But you know what? It's one thing to know where you're going, it's another thing to get there. I want to tell you something. Don't stop till you get to Jesus. Don't stop till you get to Jubilee. Don't stop until you get there. You press on, you pray through, you hold to the word of God, you stand on the promises of what he said, and you hold that faith there, stand fast in what he did and what he said, and you press in, and you don't move to the left or to the right, but you carry on just like the woman with the issue of blood. You press through the crowd. Whatever it costs you, you get to Jesus. That's where Jubilee is. That's where Jubilee is. And you see, this blessed man, he knows, he knows he's not going to be satisfied anywhere else. He knows he's not going to be satisfied with anything else. Anything less will not satisfy the soul of someone that knows God. You're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. If you think you can get by without shedding tears at the feet of Jesus, you are lying to yourself and being self-deceived. If you think you can get by without coming down to an altar and pouring out your soul before God, you are deceiving yourself. God's calling you to press through. Press through. Let me show you one last passage in John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Jesus had taught some hard truths here in John 6. And as often happens, whenever you begin to preach the truth, some folks walk away. Some folks walk away because some people want to be as only. Amen. Some people just they're, they they're fine being here's only. And I don't believe that's the case about you. But some people are like that. They they they're okay having enough religion. Think about this. I don't want to just continue adding on these guys. But you know, these men that were in Nazareth that were listening to Jesus preach from Isaiah 61 and say, it's me. These people that heard all that. Well, I heard Jesus preach. Well, what good does that do if you didn't appropriate the work of the cross? And sometimes we get we get comfortable, and God's calling us to contend, continue. Now, what happened here, though, is that these people walked away from Jesus because they were hearers only, and they, listen, they went back to self. Jesus drew a line in the sand, and he said, You must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. He was talking about his flesh being offered on the cross and his blood shed for their sins. He said, you got to do that. It was too much for them. And they walked away. Jesus didn't beg them to stay. Jesus didn't beg them to stay. He gives us free will for a reason. Free will means he gives you the right to choose. You can come to him and find Jubilee, or you can draw back and deceive yourself, but he gives you free will. He doesn't force you. Some, you know what I mean? You get around some people, they may not force you, but with their words, they just, are you sure you want to do that? Because you know, if you do that, you know what I'm going to do. They, they, they use their words to get you to do something. You might call it manipulation. Some folks will call it sweet talking with the twist. But Jesus don't do that. He said, I'm here. And he gives you free will to come or not. He gives you free will. He invites you. He invites you. He calls you. But he's not manipulating. So when these people all walk away, and we're at the end of the chapter, if you want to find it, we're going to be in verse 66. We're at the end of the chapter, and these people walk away. Jesus turns his attention. Jesus turns his attention not to those that leave him, but to those that are with him. And look what he says. He says, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus to the twelve, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. You see, Peter, Peter realized this is the Christ. He had already said, you're the Christ. You're the son of God. And Jesus had already told him, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter, but my father, which is in heaven. Peter got this revelation. And in this moment, when everybody else walks away, Peter said, where else are we going to go? You alone Have the words of eternal life. Can I tell you something about the words of eternal life, what that means? That means that God can speak a word in the spirit and break everything in the natural. God can God can speak a word in the spirit and break everything in the natural because they're eternal words. The word that Jesus says is never to be broken, never to be undone, never to say, oh, I should have said that differently. I shouldn't have said it like that. Let me say it like this. Jesus isn't like that. The word that he speaks is eternal. It comes from the throne of God and it breaks. Listen, every bondage, it cancels every debt. It sets every captive free. The words that he speak are eternal, meaning they are jubilee words. When Jesus speaks, he's bringing jubilee. When Jesus speaks, he's bringing jubilee. He's bringing freedom. He's bringing an opportunity to have those debts canceled. It says, to whom else shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Can I ask you, who's got the word over your life? Who's got the word over your life? Who's got the word? Have you experienced jubilee today? Is there an area of your life where you're not set free? Is there an area of your life where you need Jesus to give you jubilee? This morning, I want to invite you to come to Christ. He went to that cross for you, and he asked you to put your faith in him. Not men, not men's wisdom but in him he alone is jubilee he alone is the acceptable year of the lord today if you need liberty you need jesus if you need liberty from your past you need jesus if you need liberty from being an alcoholic you need jesus if you need liberty from pornography you need jesus if you need liberty from from being in bondage to the things of the world and getting on the roller coaster of whatever the news cycle is this week, you need Jesus. If you need if you need freedom from despair, you need Jesus. If you need liberty from depression, you need Jesus. Depression is a demonic spirit. Gets you to love the darkness. God will break that off you. God will break that off you. God is light. God is light. And he's calling you to come out of the darkness and come to him. He'll set you free. He'll set you free. He'll break that demonic stronghold off your life. This is the year of Jubilee. Amen? All right, let's stand up, if you would. This morning, if you would like to come forward, we're going to open up our altar.